Now, me and Pringle, this is the Loyalty Podcast from New World Loyalty, where we help you make the most of your loyalty strategies by listening to us talk about what we'd like to talk about most, which is loyalty and loyalty programs. In this podcast, we'll give our predictions for 2022 and see if we can do any better than we did last year. To help me with this, my panel tonight is Phil Gunter. Hi, Phil. Good morning, Ian. And Stuart Mellon. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Ian. Hi, everyone. And uh, Craig Grimshaw in New Zealand. Hi, Craig. G'day, Ian. G'day, everyone. And Joanne Wood in Canada. Hi, Joanne. Hi, good evening, everyone. And Adam Posner in Australia. Hi, Adam. <laughs> Hi, Ian and everyone. And Simon Morgan in Australia as well. Hi, Simon. Hello, Ian. How you doing? Brilliant. So thank you very much for joining us today, guys. What we're going to do is, is go through our predictions for 2022. So no pressure, given that we scored you all for last year. So name and shame. So um, who'd like to go first? Uh, Joanne, you won our predictions last year. So everyone's on the edge of their seat waiting for your predictions for 2022. Would you oh. like to go first? Sure. I mean, I don't know. If, yeah, there may be a bit of lunch bag letdown, but yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> um, okay. Well, one of the one of the one of my predictions actually is that we're going to see some innovative employee retention loyalty programs coming out. Um, as we see, like you know, the economy is coming back. There's so many jobs still to be filled. Pe- the companies are struggling to keep staff. I think there's going to be a lot more interest in looking at some, you know, interesting ways to to attract employees and to retain them. So it wouldn't just be for the management jobs, but also for some of the lower paying, you know, frontline customer service positions. And I think one good example that just actually was announced recently by Southwest for the um, Christmas peak period is they're trying to encourage them you know, not to book off and, and to work more during that period. And they're going to get rapid reward points. So, you know, that's kind of an interesting thing, but I just think in general, we, we will see more employee loyalty programs coming out next year. I think that's a great one because, you know, one of the supermarkets in the UK just announced a 25% pay rise for this, for their frontline staff this week, because just to hold on to them. And I think that if they can find a way of rewarding people for less, then why would why not? That's a fantastic exactly. One. Yeah. I wish I thought of that. Can we can we start the recording again? <laughs> <laughs> and what's your second one, Joanne? Okay, my second one is that we're going to see more programs really leveraging uh, point of sale technology and 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 having a lot more flexibility in terms of how you can redeem points. Some more pay with point kind of offerings than are out there today. On the last podcast, we talked about buy now, pay later. And I think it would be really interesting if we saw somebody do a buy now, pay later with for redemption. So you can redeem and pay for that in installments with your point. So that could be something that uh, we might see next year. So I'm going out on a limb with that one. Maybe I'm trying to I'm trying to outdo Mark uh, some of his from last year. <laughs> yeah, well, God's uh, true. The, the point of sale systems are becoming far more flexible on all sorts of payment methods now. Yeah. You know. Brilliant. Well, thank you for that, Joanne. So next, um, Phil, would you like to go next? Sure. And mine's easy because I'm going to double down. So my predictions for last year, status mass frenzy and flight shaming. Um, I just think now is the time when they're both going to be uh, incredible. I, I do think the first half of the year, the status match is just going to be berserk. And if you're not in it, you're, you're, you're losing. And I think the slight flight shaming, it, it's been slower than I expected, but... Um, but after Glasgow and, and all the, the airlines starting to wake up to the need to do more, I think the, the consumer pressure is going to come really big. And uh, and this year, the, the flight shame is going to become, again, really prominent like it was in 2019, maybe more so. But are you prepared to double-double down, Phil? 
<laughs> what about double. the um, what about the car? What about the, the people getting rewards for driving cars? I mean, every petrol station, hey. almost every petrol retail in the world has a loyalty program. Where are you going to double double down, Phil? Uh, mm. Driving shaming? So, no, well. It depends on the market because certainly um, down in Australia, the electric cars are just too small uh, proportion of the of the uh, cars at, at this stage. But I think in different markets, it might be it, you need you need um, a, a high enough proportion of electric cars before people really start to shame cars. I think people in, are most people are inherently selfish, and most people drive a car, and so there will be a fringe people that will be starting the 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 the, the sort of movement, but most people will still say, I still want to drive from A to B. Thanks for telling me I've got a fringe, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) And while we're on it, Phil, do you want to do your prediction for 2023? 2023? Are you going to go go again with the same ones? Triple down. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it saves us having a podcast, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Just rewind it. (laughs) I'll leave that for next year. Go, of course, that's that's great. So next one, um, Stuart, would you like to go next? Yeah, I'm 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 almost going to double down. I'm going to double down on one of mine. Cash is king. Cash stays king. Yeah, everyone's going to continue to focus on cash because yeah, there's going to be a slow trickle of people coming back to travel, and so whilst airline tickets are going to be the focus, they're not going to have load factors back where they need to be in the airline space. And, uh, and so I think cash is going to be king. So uh, I think that's going to apply into retail spaces as well. Uh, people will you know, be only spending money back on rewards and investing in loyalty programs once they're making enough cash. So um, uh, I don't think you know, there's a risk of inflation and, and you know, with inflation comes higher interest rates. So I think um, you know, that could affect some borrowing capacity. So, um, so cash is going to remain king next year. Okay. And what's your second one? Second one is um, an explosion in outsourcing. I think with the contraction in, um, you know, the great resignations that have gone on, uh, contraction in numbers simply from, you know, um, you know, travel providers putting people off during the pandemic, I think they're going to find it hard to recruit the tr- talent back into their own organisations. And so I think they're going to outsource in the short term to try to cover that gap and gain the capability to build back some of these programs. So basically, you're saying what one thing you said last year, and then you stole one of Craig's. Stole one of Phil's, I think. It really is Craig. It really is. So Craig, do you want to go next? Because you might be able to steal one of Stuart's. Oh, I was going to double down. But um, no, what I was looking at was actually an adjunct to Stu's comment around the cash is king. So what I was looking at was um, there's still been significant spend go on. And particularly on credit card spend. So there's been inflows into the frequent flyer programs and into loyalty programs, which but haven't been able to be used. So the liability is still increasing. And so it's programs are going to now look at that liability and understand how they can use it more effectively whilst trying to retain the customer. So I was looking at it, one of the predictions being greater awareness of points, liabilities and asset to then look at how you use that to the benefits of your business. Okay. That's my good, first good. one. And the next one? Uh, the the second one, Phil took my status match. Second one, I was actually programs will look to work with complementary loyalty programs to provide more engagement for their customer, and it may be a scenario where 
I may earn double points, do a double dip and be more prevalent and earn double benefits just by doing the, the same activity. And I think there's been some, I saw something just two days ago, I think with Qantas and Accord doing something similar around a sort of partnership approach, but it's also moving more into that ecosystem, complementary ecosystem model, which has been on many people's um, PowerPoint presentations, but has yet to be implemented. And I think with the scarcity of resource, with the desire to increase engagement with the members, then there's going to be more complementary work done with loyalty programs. No, oh, interesting. Okay, okay. And Simon, first first predictions this year. You better smash this one. So you know, sure. good luck, Simon. Yeah, thanks very much. I mean, most of mine have gone. I've had to rapidly scramble up a couple so they're they're not duplicating. No. Um, okay, my first one actually it's a build on the uh, on Joanna's, but I think it's demonstrably different, and that is that points uh, and miles will enter mobile wallets at scale. Uh, and this is speaking to the convergence of payments and, uh, uh, and loyalty. Um, yeah, payments was recently described by somebody as the fifth P of marketing. And I'm a, a huge believer that this is all coming together uh, yeah, in one great mashup. So I think we're going to see points and, uh, and miles being much more usable uh, and accessible uh, to consumers via the mobile wallet. There's plenty of examples there with uh, partnerships and vendors. Coming to market, you've got MasterCard and, and Backed, you've got EML and Avios. Uh, yeah, there are vendors like PayWith out there. So I'm pretty bullish on this one. So that's yeah. number one. Sorry. Perfect. So I mean, my, I was going to go for growth of wallets. Is that the same thing? They're all kind of similar. Yeah. <laughs> but well, well I think, yeah, one. mobile wallets at scale, growth of wallets. Yeah. No, I don't think you can have that one. Yeah, yeah no, okay. Yeah, you've got to find another one, Ian. I'm going to have to think of another one. So you yeah. Can yeah. Pause, the, pause the podcast. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go pretty pretty radical on the uh, uh, on the second one. Have a bit of a, a risky outlier, um, but I don't think it's that risky. Um, and I think it's basically the idea of uh, the rapid rise of digital goods in programs uh, next year. And so that's a move away from physical uh, into digital. We've had digital goods goods for ages, but suddenly, uh, you know, people are willing to part with huge uh, amounts of cash. Uh, for seemingly valueless uh, items uh, of artwork uh, online, there is a big change now with NFTs and the way that people are viewing, uh, you know, digital digital goods. I think that's going to flow into programs. I'm not sure that a meta seat on an air, uh, an airline will perhaps have the same uh, the same value, but I think there is going to be uh, um, uh, some big changes uh, there. Um, and to coin a, a phrase that a good friend of mine used the other day, that's uh, Stuart Evans, who's known to many of you guys, virtual is the new real. Very Stuart. No, yeah. no, he wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, Adam, you're, you're second last. I hope you've not got the two that I've written down because otherwise I have none. <laughs> no, well, I'm, I'm very upset that you invited Simon because he, he actually got one of mine. So... I'll just continue with the, the theme of, of digital currencies and NFTs and cryptocurrency. Ooh. Absolutely, especially for Gen Z as both within a program, um, and you've seen it, you've got a, a list of examples. You've got Clinique, McDonald's, Nikes, Jimmy Choo, they're all into NFTs and digital currencies, um, uh, either for promotions or within the program. So, And crypto with, is, is absolutely going to explode next year. So... I support Simon on that 100%. But so is that one or is that 
Is that one? Or do you gonna you gonna pinch it off Simon? No, that's one and a half. I've actually got an I've actually got an extra currency on that one. Um, <laughs> so, the royalty, yeah. the joy coin. Yeah, the joyalty is coming, isn't it? We can almost feel it. Well, I wasn't going to double down on joyalty, but it's like, uh, you know, I've got to find something else. Um, I'm actually struggling between two. One, you can't really tell next year when you you look at it because it's all internal. But I think there's going to be a big uh, focus on the financial fitness of loyalty programs. Yeah. So I think that, Mm. uh, you know, that they're going to really look at their cash flows, their balance sheets, their P&Ls, and the levers that drive the outcomes because the maturity of, of programs really deserve to have a, a strong financial and I'm not seeing enough of that. So I don't know how we'll measure it next year, except for me telling you that we've reviewed a hundred programs and their financial fitness, but that's one of my predictions for next year. Yeah. I think it's going to have a busy year because um, yeah, I think if financial, financial health checks is absolutely hey. the way to mm. go next year. That's for sure. So that's your two. So I've got, I've got two. I'm like the the, the 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 dregs at the bottom of the barrel. Again, you got weren't you last last year too? I was I was last last year, Joanne. <laughs> I don't mind. So my two are first of all, and they're, they're going to be two gutsy ones. So I'm I'm thinking it's either going to be five out of five for next year for both of these or zero. Okay. Okay. So my first one is that I think there's going to be a move for non-loyalty frequent flyer programs or focus on the leisure tiers of frequent flyer programs because I think the pricing of frequent flyer programs is now out of kilter with demand for, for people not flying at the front of the plane. So I think that if you want to start collecting a frequent flyer and you haven't collected loads of miles through the airline or loads of miles through a credit card, then actually collecting for frequent flyer programs is now not worth it if you're just a frequent buyer. And so I think there's, there may be the growth of a non-frequent flyer travel programs or a move for airlines to reprice their frequent flyer programs because now they're just out of kilter with um, the supply and demand, especially if they've got lots of seats to sell. So that's one. The next is another punchy one. I'm going for consolidation of suppliers. I think there's too many suppliers in the market offering too samey rewards, too samey propositions. And because now if you run a tender, how many people run a tender with more than five people in it? You could run a tender with 10, 20, 30, and you can't tell the difference between them. So yeah. I think that, that there's too many suppliers chasing too few, too few propositions. So there's either going to be a cull of them, or there's going to be an acquisition fest, fest or something, because the world cannot cope with too many of these suppliers. And so the, the fittest is going to win. So two punchy ones for me, and uh, maybe I'll double down next year, Phil, if they don't happen. But there you go. Uh, <laughs> Safe. <laughs> Brilliant. So there we go. There's the predictions for this year. So it just goes for, for us to say thank you to our panel guests tonight. So thank you very much to Phil Gunter. Thanks, Phil. Thank you, Ian. Bye. And Joanne Ward, thank you very much. Thank you. And Craig Grimshaw, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And Stuart Mellon, thank you. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Simon everyone. Morgan, thank you. Thank you, Ian. And Adam Posner, thank you very thanks, much. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Ian. All it leaves is to wish our listeners a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll see you all in 2022. Thanks very much. And if you like the podcast, please like, share and comment on LinkedIn using the hashtag Loyalty Podcast. And we'll see you all in 2022. Thank you and good night. <laughs>